This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. On today's episode, it's all about podcasting. That's, I guess, been our theme this week talking about podcasting, I have such a passion for helping people build profitable platforms. And my platform of choice, of course, is podcasting. Many of you guys who listen to this show, you have a message that you want to give out. You have something that God has placed on your heart to say, to speak. And I truly believe that podcasting is a wonderful platform to get that message out to the masses. And so... That's why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate about 
podcasting. So for those of you guys who are listening, if you have an idea for a show and you don't know where to start, or if you already have a podcast and you want to increase your listenership and make money from your show, check us out next week. Anchor Media, we are having our open house. It's happening at August 26th at 7 p.m. The link will be in the show notes for you to register where you'll learn about us, what we do, and our retreat that we have coming up in December. In the meantime, I want to share with you guys this mini course that I did. It's all about how to make money podcasting, the top five reasons shows aren't profitable, and how yours can be different. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our free mini course on how to make money podcasting, the top five reasons shows aren't profitable and how yours can be different. I'm so excited to be teaching this tonight because a lot of people ask me this top question of how do podcasts make money? And even when I first began podcasting about three years ago, I had people tell me, well, you're doing a show for free every single week. How are you supposed to make money? That's not a good use of time. And what people don't realize is that studies show that next year podcasting is going to be a one billion with a b billion dollar industry and so that just tells me there's so much money to be made and there are a lot of people who are currently podcasters or people who want to start a podcast and so I'm assuming that you guys fall into that category that you're here and that's why you're here but the problem is a lot of people don't really understand how podcasts are monetized and more importantly they don't know how to create a show that's positioned to be profitable so that's what we're going to go over on this course tonight is the top five reasons why shows are not profitable and how yours can be different because we want you guys to go in from day one understanding how money is made so that you can create that show that's going to convert into income in your business as well that uh, a show that is positioned for uh, maximizing the advertising dollars that are sent to this industry so let me tell you guys a little bit about myself. My name is Tatum Tamia Iomike. I have a master's in business. I am the CEO and executive producer at Anchor Media. And in a nutshell, in addition to running the back end of Anchor Media, what I do is I produce shows that reach the masses and that boost the bottom line of business owners. These are my favorite things to do because remember a few minutes ago, I talked about how podcasting is a $1 billion industry. Now I found out something pretty interesting in my years of having my own show as well as producing shows for others I've noticed that the measurement of the podcasting industry has really been based off of advertising dollars so if you look at reports you can see the trends and how advertisers are sending money in droves to the podcasting platform but what we've been able to do successfully is not only leverage that ad spend but Take advantage of this opportunity to use the podcast as this evergreen marketing channel that funnels money into the business of the host. And honestly, I believe that that's where the most money is because you could share to people over and over again, right? I've had events where someone will show up with my book, they'll have my journal, they listen to the podcast, they've been to my live events, and now they're at another event for something else. So I've sold multiple times to the same person, and that automatically increased my income more so than um, just having an ad. 
because the ad is a one-time payment. Ad rates are calculated based off of listenership, but it's still a one-time payment and you have a limit as to how many ads you're going to have in a show. Because if you have a, a show that has too many advertisers, you're going to lose listeners. So there's this cap in, in advertising, but there is no limit at all when it comes to funneling people into your business. And so those are the type of shows that I create. I create shows that reach the masses because advertising dollars are calculated based off of listenership, like I said. So reaching the masses is important because the more listeners you have, the more money that ad, that your ad revenue is going to be, the higher you could charge for your ad rate. So you do want to, even though it's a capped revenue stream, you still want to make sure you maximize it. So I want my shows that we work on to reach the masses for that reason. And also the more people you reach, the more people that you get into your sales funnel and that you are ultimately able to sell in your business. And so again, that's my goal when it comes to every show that I work on. I want to reach the masses and I want to boost their bottom line. Also, if you didn't know, I host my own podcast called The Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I have been hosting this show for about three years now. This show has been just extremely successful. My show is all about merging faith and business. I'm a woman of faith and I believe that the only secret to success is to make God the CEO of your business. And so with my podcast, we really dive deep into merging both faith and business and how you could build a business with God at the helm of it. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a business owner, of course. And then my background is in digital marketing and business. So as you can see, I have the MBA. I also have a digital marketing certification um, to where it allowed me to just get that educational uh, foundation in digital marketing specifically. And so both the strategies and the tools that we use are not from my own experiences, but we use strategies and tools that are based in education as well. And they've been extremely successful for the shows that we've worked on. So here's some of my wins in podcasting so you can understand a little bit why I'm so passionate about talking about this. I was able to turn a free weekly podcast into six figures in six months. And this is a huge accomplishment for me because like I said in the beginning, a lot of people would say, why are you doing a show for free every week? That's so much work. That's so much work. But we were able to take this platform that we are putting out for free to the consumer and being able to turn that into a six-figure business. Now, to be clear, we didn't make six figures the first six months, but it was that groundwork that we laid over the years that allowed us to skyrocket our income in a short period of time. And those same strategies and tools are things I teach in my podcast course, The Profitable Podcast, and I cover it a bit. I have a masterclass that I would love for you guys to be a part of. Of, um, and it's called the How I Made Six Figures Podcasting. And so I actually go into detail about what it took to make those six figures. Um, but this is something that we're really proud of because it just shows the importance of podcast being that avenue, that medium that you're using to drive sales. We increased our listenership for Blessed and Bossed Up from, uh, to 2 million people plus without any guests. And, and let me be clear, we've had guests, but there's no celebrity guests, no um, high influencer guests. We sporadically have guests. We're not a guest-based show. We're not an interview-based show. We are a show that is primarily my voice. And so it was very important to me, um, and then we'll get into why that this is important, but it was, it was very important to me to build a show and to build a platform where my audience knows how to know me, like me, trust me, because people buy from those that they know 
those that they like, and those that they trust. And so we were able to increase our listenership with the strategies that are specific to us. We were able to increase our listenership to over 2 million without all the celebrity guests and without social media. And this was my favorite part because when I got into entrepreneurship, I did not want to, when I first got into entrepreneurship, I noticed that social media marketing was the main thing. So about five years ago, social media marketing was it. Everybody was trying to figure out how to leverage social media to build a brand. So when it was time for me to start my business and I was thinking about podcasting, I saw it as an opportunity to get out of the crowded space and to, um, blaze a trail in an industry that was still up and coming. And I knew that I personally just didn't want to live a lifestyle where I was always on my phone and where my phone was always in my face, where I had to spend money every month, every quarter, excuse me, or however long to be able to keep getting content after content. It was just so exhausting the thought of doing all of these things on social media. And so I was very committed to implementing specific strategies and the things that we teach in our masterclass as well as our courses and everybody we work with. I was really um, dedicated to creating specific strategies that made us successful without the other, the other variables such as having the influencers on and being on social media. But speaking of social media, <laughs> as we grew the podcast listenership, we consequently also grew our social media following. So now we have a social media community of over 10,000. Remember I told you guys ad uh, revenue is very important in this industry. The 1 billion that is estimated that's coming to podcasting is really based off of ad revenue. So our show, we solidify sponsors. We're almost booked every single episode in ad sponsors. And some of the sponsors that we work with include Audible, Away Travel, Vistaprint, Fiverr.com, ZipRecruiter, Stamps.com, Skillshare, and so much more. It's, it's so awesome that some of my favorite brands I'm able to now endorse. I remember we were so excited when Fiverr came on as a sponsor because from the very beginning of entrepreneurship for me, I've always used Fiverr and I just love them because you get affordable freelancers that get the work done quickly and well. And so once we were able to secure that brand deal, it was a huge win for me because I was going to promote them anyway. <laughs> um, but here are just some of the wins that I've had in this industry and the experience that goes behind what I'm going to be talking to you guys about on this specific course. Now, let's figure out if you're in the right place or not, okay? You're in the right place if you have a podcast, but you aren't sure where to begin on monetizing your show. You're in the right place if you are ready to reach more people with your show, but you don't have a high follower account on social media. Remember, we did not prioritize social media as the main way to market the show. We relied on other strategies um, that got us to where we are today. So you do not have to have a high follower account on social media. The 10,000 plus community came after the fact. You're in the right place if you know that you can make your show better with a little direction. A lot of us, we may have gotten our shows up and running. You can Google your way to launching a podcast, right? So let's just nip that in the bud right now. The actual, the actual logistics of launching a podcast is really not that hard, but what is difficult is, is positioning your show for profit and monetizing your show. 
Um, you're also in the right place if you are curious on how to attract corporate sponsors. We went over the various sponsors that we have on the show. So if that's what you're interested in, then this is the place for you. And if you're not in the right place, that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> but we want people here that are really interested in these things so that we can make sure that you are building podcasts that are reaching the masses and breaking the bank. <laughs> All right, so here are the three things that we're going to cover. First, we're going to go over how podcasts make money. Second, we're going to go over the top five reasons that shows are not profitable. And third, we're going to cover how to make your show unique. Because if your show doesn't stand out, if nobody is listening to the show, then it's not going to be that profitable because you don't have the ears or the people there to convert into listens. And you don't have the numbers there to begin to pitch to your um, potential corporate sponsors. So it's very important that you understand in the very beginning how to make your show stand out in the midst of the noise. All right. Here are the ways that advertisers make money. You make, excuse me, here are the ways that podcasts make money. First, you make it through advertising. We talked about that billion dollar number. Podcasting is growing to be a billion dollar industry and that's mostly because of the pace in which companies are moving to invest in the podcasting platform. So with advertising, you make, you make money from pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll ads. A pre-roll ad happens in the beginning of the show. So this episode is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. That happens in the middle of the, the beginning of the show. A mid-roll happens in the middle of the show. And this is actually the most financially lucrative. The rate, the ad rate for mid-rolls are higher than pre-roll and post-rolls. But um, mid-rolls happen within 35 to maybe 50% of the podcast. So right in that middle mark. And then we have post-roll ads that happen at the end of the podcast. And um, post-roll ads are the least expensive or you make the least money from. Pre-roll is in second place. Mid-roll is the sweet spot. That's where advertisers invest the most money because that's the most valuable real estate on your show. Another advertising method is affiliate programs. And so advertisers do look for a certain amount of listenership for their before they're even interested. But with affiliate programs, this is something that you can start doing from day one. So let's say there is a email software. Let's say you have a business podcast and your business podcast is all about marketing automation via email. And let's say that there is, you use ConvertKit, which is an email marketing software. Let's say you use ConvertKit a lot. Now, and but you don't have the listenership to be able to get ConvertKit as a sponsor. So what you can do then is see if they have some type of affiliate program. And a lot of times they do. Affiliate programs are a very um, minimal risk type of opportunity because if you have a certain code or a certain link that you can get from ConvertKit, they're not necessarily buying ad space, but you're able to get a percentage from people who sign up for their service based off of your particular link. So again, this is still advertising, but this is one that you don't have to negotiate a deal for and you don't have to have a certain amount of listenership to get. So if you, for those of you who are starting out, I would really take a second to think about the top 
companies that you utilize in your business or whatever is relevant to your audience. So let's say you have a show that's in health and fitness category. So think about the products or services that you use and you love and that you will recommend anyway, and then go to them and, and see if they have some type of affiliate program. And a lot of companies do. And if they don't, that's a good way to kind of build up a relationship before you get the numbers, maybe reaching out to them, whoever is in charge of marketing or brand partnerships and saying, hey, my name is Tatum. I have a podcast. We're not quite at the listenership that matters um, right now, but I wanted to know if you guys had any affiliate opportunities. Is there an opportunity for me to get a specific link that I could promote to my audience and we get a percentage of that sale or whatever the conversation is, but there's an opportunity there that you could then even begin to start building those relationships early so that when you do hit those numbers, now you already have a rapport with the person that um, you need to speak to. Now, again, the cons of advertising is you have to build an audience first. Advertisers look for 10,000 listeners, and this is actually wrong with per month. They look for 10,000 listens per episode, per episode. So that means if you have a weekly podcast, then they're looking for 40,000 um, listens per month. If you hover around there, you might be close to the 10,000. But you also have to be able to prove how many listens they can expect based off of um, how many listens they can expect within like a 30 day period. So we had, we recently worked out a brand deal and um, we thought that, oh, we have X amount of numbers per month. We can just divide that by four, but no, you actually have to go into each episode and really document your analytics so that you can be able to give them a very accurate number on what they can expect. And then you negotiate your deal based off of that. So that's a con. If you don't have the 10,000 listens per episode, you're not really in a position to make money with advertising, at least not with corporate sponsor levels. But there is an opportunity to use the affiliate, like I was saying. Also, like I said before, there's limited ad space. So you shouldn't really have more than about three ads per episode anyway. So there's always going to be a cap in how much you make with the advertising. But increasing your listenership is so important. That's why I say we prioritize not only just boosting bottom lines, but reaching the masses, because the more money that you, I mean, excuse me, the more people that your show reaches, the more money that you can charge for ad space. Ad space is calculated on a CPM, cost per mil, which means cost per thousand basis. So for example, if your show reaches 40,000 people a uh, month or no, excuse me, if your show reaches 40,000 people per episode, then you will multiply the standard ad rate times that 40. So if you can get your numbers up to 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, then you're able to make more money for that one slot. But again, the, the biggest con with this, this is that there is a cap and you have to wait until you get to a certain point in order to be able to even negotiate those type of deals and start the conversation. This episode is brought to you by Way. I'm always changing my hair. I'll have a weave, I might have braids, I might have some type of other protective style. I'm always switching it up. And so sometimes I can be a bit rough 
on my hair because the hair under the protective styles isn't always getting the love that it needs, especially when I go a little bit in between washes. And I just hate trying out a ton of new products. I need things that are going to work and that are going to be good to my hair. I really like the way Detox Shampoo because it allowed me to get rid of all of that buildup from all of the protective styles and then that plus the conditioner just gave my hair the moisture that it really needs. Reset your hair and scalp with the Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way. A combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin exfoliate balances your scalp plus smooths fizz and creates a luxurious shine. Great for all hair types, so as thick textured hair girls, it is great for us as well. Even hair treated with keratin, chemicals, color, or Brazilian blowout. A signature fragrance that completely hides the smell of apple cider vinegar. Like if I didn't read this, I wouldn't even really know that it was there because I couldn't smell it at all. It's infused with their dreamy signature Melrose Place fragrance with rose, uh, cedarwood, and white musk. Explore their full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products. When you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-Y.com and use code BLESSED to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BLESSED. This episode is brought to you by Every Plate. You guys know by now that I enjoy cooking delicious meals for my family. But as a mom who cooks fresh meals for my baby, along with trying to cook fresh meals for myself and my husband, thinking of what to make for dinner, getting the ingredients to make the meal, and even trying to find new creative meals instead of the same old, same old can be a bit of a hassle at times. This is why I enjoy meal kits that make cooking convenient and spices things up in the kitchen. Every Plate is a meal kit that delivers right to your door the ingredients to make gourmet meals at just a fraction of the price of other meal kits. At first, I was skeptical, thinking these meal kits are going to be super expensive, but now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. I really enjoy using Every Plate because, like I said, I'm able to take a break from that same old, same old, try something new, see my husband's face when he gets to try it for the first time, and it's just an overall great experience. Try Every Plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code BLESSED199. That's up to $100 in value. Again, you can try Every Plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code BLESS199. This episode is brought to you by Bianca C. Designs. Bianca C. Designs serves established businesses in the food and beverage industry and provides cohesive visuals that empower clients to showcase their brand with clarity and confidence. Their signature brand and Squarespace website design package helps their clients achieve greater brand recognition through audience-focused design, intentional collaboration, and a commitment to excellence. After working with their studio, clients will be able to cultivate a brand experience that establishes high consumer expectations, increases brand credibility, and encourages consumer purchases. 
I must say, I work with Bianca C Designs on a few projects, including the Business Meetings with God devotional that you guys have seen us promote. Now, even though Bianca has pivoted to working with companies just in the food and beverage industry, I have to attest to her level of professionalism, her skillful design, and her customer service and project management skills. She made me feel like I was her only client, and I definitely know that's not the case. Visit BiancaCDesigns.com slash BBU to schedule a free consultation call. Again, that's BiancaCDesigns.com slash BBU to schedule a free consultation call. Let's get back to the show. Now, the second way that podcasts make, make money in my favorite way is you make money by funneling people into an existing business. And this is something that you could start from day one. We made the most money in, in our company and the companies that I work with, we make the most money by funneling people into an existing business. And so another pro or another advantage of this is you have the freedom to pivot without losing your audience. So, so for us, for example, let's take the Black Girl Boss podcast, which was the title of Blessed and Bossed Up before we made a transition. So we were able, we started the podcast one way, but we were able to transition and be, and be honest with our audience about the transition. So we went from Black Girl Boss to Blessed and Bossed Up because my faith was growing. And, and, I was, and God was revealing to me the importance of speaking to my audience about faith and business. So we made a huge pivot to not just talk about business, but to add faith in there. We went from a co-hosted show to a one-hosted show, and we made a lot of changes, but being able to communicate that with our audience allowed us to grow. Now, if we were relying on advertisers, then that might've hindered us because let's say certain advertisers would not want to advertise on that type of show that may have presented a problem for us. But because our priority was funneling people into our business, that honesty allowed us to, to build up that trust and that rapport with the consumer, which further made them trust us and want to be able to spend money with us. Also, this method is sustainable for long-term customers and clientele. I told you guys before, I have, let's say, when I have my podcast retreats, we have people who come who have my book, who have my journal, who have been to the podcast tour, who uh, listen to the show every single week, and now they're here again. And then they sign up for something else, and they just continue to buy over, over, and over again. And so now I'm making more money off of this one person than I am by uh, having advertisers on the show. Also, it's, it's important to understand with podcasting how low it makes your customer acquisition rate excuse me, your customer acquisition cost, which is pretty much how much it costs you to get a customer. The overhead of podcasts is very low. After you pay for your equipment, like your microphone, um, the softwares are usually free to edit the show, but a microphone, you can get a really good mic for under a hundred bucks. You will probably pay around like maybe 15 to $20 a month on your host, depending on who you host with. But the, so the overhead cost is very low. And so, and because the overhead cost is very low, you're creating this platform where you're able to communicate directly with your consumer. So your customer acquisition cost is very, very low. A 
Okay, now that we know how podcast makes money, let's talk about the top five reasons why shows aren't profitable and more important, how to be different. Number one, the top reason why shows are not profitable is because you're just the host and not the expert. There are a lot of shows that are um, interview-based that are successful, but their income is capped because they're able to capitalize off of the advertising income, but they struggle with converting people into their own business. And so what happens is you sh they struggle in that area of converting people into their business because they're not the expert, they're not the authority, they're simply the host. So what they end up doing is, yeah, you're making money if you reach a certain amount of numbers, you're making money from ad revenue, but you're seriously limiting your limiting yourself when it comes to funneling people into your business. That second way of making money, you're limiting yourself because now the guest is the expert and you're just the host. People don't buy from the host. They buy from the guests. So the guests are making the most money because the guests are the ones that's converting people into their business. That's why a lot of people do podcast tours and they reach out to be guests on podcasts because they realize the opportunity, the PR opportunity, so to speak, to make money um, or to get themselves out there to make money in their business. But there, but the reason why a lot of shows aren't profitable is because we're leaving that aspect of money on the table. So if you are a show that's interview based, you have to keep that in mind. Or if you're thinking about doing a show that's interview based, you have to keep that in mind. If you're just the person asking the questions and not the person who's the expert and the authority, you're going to seriously cap your revenue potential. And you're going to find a, a huge problem with converting your listeners into um, investors or customers in your business because they don't look at you like that. They don't look at you as the person who's solving a problem for them. They look at you as the person who is finding somebody else to solve their problem. And then they spend that money, which could have been spent on you with the guests. So again, if you are a, an, an interview-based show, you have to think about this and be very strategic about who you have on as guests. Now, there's a very smart way to go about this by still doing interviews while also maintaining your authority figure, your authority status. And here's how you do it. If you are a person who is in the health and fitness industry, right? Let's just use that, excuse me, as an example. You can have a guest on your show who is an influencer, who does have a large following, who are who is bringing listeners to your show, but don't have them be in the same industry as you. Instead, maybe you bring someone on who is a, an, an authority in the mother industry, right? So they're, let's say, a mom blogger or a parenthood blogger, and they have this huge following of moms, and they talk about recipes for their kids and, and prenatal care and postpartum and all of these things. Have them on the show and interview them so that way you can still have a conversation. You can still leverage your audience, but you're not competing with them. You're still the health and fitness authority figure. And now this is, there's even an opportunity for you to talk to them about, well, how is your health and fitness going as a mom? What's your diet like as a mom? And maybe having conversations surrounded around nutrition, um, preparing quick meals for your family, balancing your wellness while you're also taking care of your family. There's a great opportunity there, but you're not losing your expertise. You're accomplishing the same thing by doing an interview and, and you're accomplishing the same thing by bringing bringing on somebody else's following um, as ears to your show, but you're doing it in a strategic way. 
And, and what would be even better is if that particular influencer was a client of yours, because then they will automatically start validating you and what you're doing. And they'll be like pretty much an on-air testimonial. And that's going to further build trust in your audience. And your audience is now going to want to buy from you more because of what you're, you were able to do in this person's life. And this is something we have in our own show. So I don't have a lot of guests on my show. One, for integrity purposes, because I don't want anybody just on my platform. I understand the level of influence that I have, and I do not want to be irresponsible with it. So that's one of the reasons. And then even with that, I don't want to lose the authority figure on my show. I don't want someone else to come on my show and basically capitalize off of my audience. But if I do have someone on a the show, they're going to be someone who has worked with my company in some type of way. So I can interview someone who, let's say, we have created a podcast for, and I can talk to them about their journey in entrepreneurship, how their faith pays a part in entrepreneurship, and we could even go into how podcasting has increased their business. And then they're just going to rant and rave about Anchor Media and how and, and, uh, how Anchor Media has increased their bottom line, how their show um, is so successful. And this is something that... We um, are doing with the, sh the Fashionpreneur Diaries host, which is a show that we developed from scratch and that we produce, where she just loves to talk about how Anchor Media has created this amazing show for her, how she's able, how she's reached almost 30,000 people in less than six months, how her, uh, she's expanded her community in a way that she couldn't do prior to having a podcast. She's talking to us about how her, um, the, the, her, what is it? She was selling a masterclass on her show. It's a free upsell. So she's talking about how her, um, masterclass signups has increased and all of these things as a result of the show. So we're in, still interviewing her. We're still talking about her experience, but because she's also a client of ours, we're still getting that extra validation. We're getting her audience that's going to come to us and listen to the episode and we're getting those ears, but she's also validating us and further positioning the me and my company as an expert because of what we were able to do. So don't put yourself in the box by just being the host and not the expert. You have to come up with strategic ways to where you still are an authority figure. You have to be an authority figure. People do not pay for inspiration. They pay to get a problem solved. And that brings me to point number two. The top five, re one of the top five reasons that your show isn't profitable or that shows in general aren't profitable is you aren't solving a problem. A lot of us, we create, a lot of people create shows because, oh, I think this will be cool. I think I just want to talk about this, so I'm going to do a podcast. Or I just like to talk, and I'm going to, oh, so I'm going to do a podcast. No, you have to solve a clear problem. Even if your thought process starts out that way of, I want to do this for this particular reason, maybe it's emotional based, maybe you want to share your testimonial or something like that, that's fine. But then you have to take your planning process and your show development a step deeper to say, how am I going to solve a problem for my audience? Now, when it comes to blessed and bossed up, I could easily have just, just talked and say, well, I just want to tell people about my faith and I want to tell people about business. Great, that's surface level, but we have to be strategic. So we're taking it a step further. How am I solving a problem? So what I realized is the first problem is a lot of people don't know that faith and business can go together. We're always taught that faith and business need to be separate. 
And what I also realized is a lot of my audience, they don't know how, they don't know where to start in both areas. They don't know where to start with building a relationship with God. And they don't know where to start where it comes to creating um, a business or any type of platform. So with my show, we make sure that we solve that problem. We create shows and topics and content that solves that problem for our audience. And that's why we've been able to be so successful. We've never spent a dime on advertising. Our number one method of advertising has been word of mouth. Now we know the strategies on the back end that we need to do to to encourage that word of mouth, but word of mouth has been the number one marketing tool for this podcast. And the root of that is because we are solving problems. And when somebody is solving a problem that you have, guess what? They're going to tell their friends who also had that problem that, oh, you need to go listen to that show. If you have a show about finance, this is a huge opportunity to show, um, to solve very specific problems. So whatever your show idea is, whatever your motivation behind getting into the podcast industry, I want you to take a step back to think, am I solving a problem, a real problem? Not one that you made up, but a real problem. If you have a show, and let's say your show is not doing the numbers that you want it to do, think, am I solving a real problem? Point number three is you aren't offering shared value. Shared value is so underestimated when it comes to building anything that is business to consumer. Shared value is that overlap between your goals and your audience's goals. You need to create a show that's not only boosting your bottom line. It's okay to have that revenue goal and that, that, that profitability mindset. And that's what your goals are. That is, that's great. But now how can you make your goals overlap with the goals and the needs of your target audience? So for me, and, and that all goes, it becomes easier when it goes back to solving a problem. When you're solving a clear problem, create share, creating shared value then becomes extremely easy. So going back to my show, solving the problem where people don't know how to grow in their faith, or they don't know where to start when it comes to building their businesses, now there's an opportunity there. And I have a goal, of course, to make money as a business owner. So now how can I then look at that problem, understanding that my goal, uh, my business goal is to make money. How can I now, how do I get into that middle point of offering shared value? So if my goal is to make money, that means I need to sell something. So I need to come up with some type of product or service that's going to solve this problem and I need to come up with it in a way that my audience wants it. That's where shared value comes in. So I understood that the problem with a lot of people is with building a relationship with God is they've been so used to religion, they don't know how to start from scratch to build a relationship. And we may tell them things like you pray, you read your Bible and you sit and you spend time with God, but once they get there, they don't know what to do. So here, ding, 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 for me, understanding that I'm serving the entrepreneur demographic and they have this problem. Let me create a journal or a tool that they could use then in their quiet time that's going to allow them to build their relationship with God, iron out their business ideas, and consequently see success in their business as a result of making him the CEO of it. And so as I'm think as I'm getting this thought process of creating this product, I also have to go back to again share value. How does my audience want that? Or how does my audience need that? I can't just give it to them 
as a blank journal and say, here, use this in your prayer time. They need something that has, that has writing prompts. They want something that's clear, that's easy, they can do. And so I created that in a way that met their goal. So I met my goal of getting the sale. And I also met their goal of giving them something tangible that they could use in their quiet time. That's shared value. This whole um, mini course is shared value, right? A lot of people, there are enough checklists out there. There's enough text information when it comes to learning about podcasting. You could go, you can get lost in Google, but what you don't have and, and I, what my audience needs is somebody to just sit down and teach them how to do it. Teach them what makes podcasts profitable. Teach them how podcasts make money. And so now, of course, my goal is to make money. My goal is to get people in my sales funnel. My goal is to do these uh, business activities. And my audience goal is to launch a podcast, but they need somebody to teach them how to do it. So now we've overlapped with the shared value and here we are. Number four, you're focusing on the wrong thing. And I did a podcast episode on this recently where a lot of people focus on the accolades and not being effective. I see a lot of others who teach about podcasting where they're talking a lot about how to launch your show or they're using um, marketing language such as my show has been on this blog. We've been featured in this magazine. This publication talked about us. We were at this place on the chart. That doesn't really matter when it comes to monetization. Congratulations, you got exposure, but did you convert that exposure into actual income for your business? Did you convert that exposure into a podcast that's actually profitable or is it a podcast that's being talked about, but that's not really making any money? And so for you, as you're building your show, focus on what matters. If your goal is to convert your listeners into customers and build a, a, a profitable podcast, then that's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on what needs to happen to get there. You can't pay your bills with accolades. You can't call your mortgage company, your rental office, Sprint, AT&T, whoever. You can't call Sally Mae and be like, hey, my podcast was in the top 100 in the health and fitness category. They'll be like, congratulations, but your payment is past due. So I, I want you guys, it's very easy for us to get caught up in the wrong things, to get caught up in the accolades, but the way that you're going to build a profitable podcast or what's keeping your podcast from being profitable is you're focusing on things that simply don't matter. And what's so funny about like things like the charts and stuff like that, nobody knows how you even get on the charts. Nobody knows how you even get picked to be in these things. And my show has been in all that. We've been top 100. Every show that, that the show that we produce has been top 100. We've seen that, but it never does anything for me because it doesn't mean anything. I'm, I can't pay a bill with that. I can't, like, what does that really mean for what I'm ultimately trying to do with my consumer? But a lot of us, we get caught up in the wrong thing. We're scrolling through the charts trying to see, oh, am I here? Am I here? Am I here? No. Scroll through your analytics to figure out, am I converting? That is what ultimately matters. So if you get your attention focused in the correct place, which should be conversion and profitability, then you'll start to see your profitability increase and, and you will get distracted less and less by the accolades and the things that simply don't matter. And then number five, the, the fifth reason why shows aren't profitable is you lack a clear marketing and sales strategy. The thing about podcasts, 
there is no automatic way for you to get access to communicate with your listeners outside of the show. So what I mean by that is I can record a, an episode, post it on the internet. It reaches a hundred, hundreds and thousands of people who um, consume our show. That's great. But when it comes to me trying to communicate with them outside of that space, there's nothing. You have to create that. And so that's where a clear sales strategy comes in. I am going to stop this right here. So you guys, if you are interested in podcasting, if you want to start a show, if you have a show and you want to make it better, you want to start making money from it, come to our open house, August 26, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link to register is in the show notes. And uh, to learn more about Anchor Media, just go to anchormedia.com. You can view all of our success stories and things of that nature. But that's it for this week's episode. And I will talk to you guys next week.